Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so excited because today is open line. That means we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. So give us a call. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, this is an exciting show because for the first time in many, many years, there are, I don't know how long it's been, is it 2,000 years? Uh, man, it's been a long time, man. since 70 A.D. You've slept since then? Yeah. There, there, is, there are five red heifers yeah. in Israel, and that, that has some very significant Bible prophecy meaning. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, it could have. I, I think we should probably say right up front, these five red heifers are currently qualified. However, there's, there's a number of qualifications to meet. One of the big ones is their age. Right. They're not yet of age, and so about a year from now is when it's going to be determined whether they really are qualified. And I imagine to the day, if they can, they would sacrifice this heifer the, ver- the first day that it, that it can be done. I would think so. Yeah, because they're excited about this, and they want... This is just another step, you know, to getting closer to the Temple Mount and being able to do what they need to do there to uh, build that third temple. So I would think if it is kosher on the day, that uh, that calf is probably going to be sacrificed. So We are born-again believers. Yes. Does this sacrifice have any significance, the, the red heifer and the sacrificing of it, does that have any significance to us from a... A salvation perspective. We, we kind of get some hate mail for talking about the red heifer because they're like, right. you know, we don't need it. Jesus is our sacrifice, all that stuff. What's mm-hmm. our take on that? Yeah, so we know that as Christians, we don't need a temple. We don't need a sacrifice that Jesus was the sacrifice one time for all time for everyone. And so we know that. But we're talking about Jewish believers who don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. And part of the things that, uh, you know, we try to help each other understand when we're talking about this is uh, why they believe what they believe and how we can prove to even a Jewish believer, and we've done this before, that Jesus was indeed the Messiah or is indeed the Messiah. But, um, you know, we've got a college over there, Vince, um, and there's actual Jewish people that come to the college and they go through the Bible study and understand. It's one of the reasons why Pastor Baxter started out with the book of Daniel, because Jewish believers... What do you mean uh, started out with it? When he started the uh, Jerusalem Prophecy College originally, with the 25 class members that we had, um, he started off with the book of Daniel and went through the book of Daniel because he knows that they understand that the book of Daniel's in their writings and it's a very important uh, writing there that they have in the Torah and everybody pretty much understands the book of Daniel or thinks they do. And so he took them step by step through the book of Daniel and one of the great beautiful scriptures in the whole thing is when you get to Daniel nine twenty six and you see that uh, it says that the Messiah would be cut off and then the city and the sanctuary would be destroyed. So we know that Jesus died, and then in 70 A.D., the Romans came and destroyed the temple. So you can take a Jewish person to that scripture and say, look, it says the Messiah is cut off, and then it says that 
the prince of the people that shall come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. So it lets us know that the Messiah was cut off before 70 AD. It goes right in line with what the New Testament teaches about Jesus and about his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So so, so we get excited about it because it starts looking a whole lot like great potential for fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Yeah, we've got prophecy that's getting ready to come to pass. I mean, we're watching things fall in place. For a long time, we've been excited because uh, the Temple Institutes had all the utensils they've needed. Well, now they have a potential to have the red heifer ashes that they need uh, that it talks about in the Bible and says they have to uh, sacrifice this uh, calf that they have to take the ashes and they have to uh, do a cleansing ceremony with the ashes. And uh, and so that's why it's so exciting because they're looking toward this third temple. We know the Bible teaches that there will be a third temple. And we also know that there's going to be animal sacrifices resumed. All those things are biblical. They're in prophecy. And it looks like we could be getting very close now to uh, that final seven years starting. So we're just going to have to keep an eye on this and see how these calves do. So are you saying that the day that this red heifer is sacrificed, that's the beginning of the final seven years or no? No. Okay. No. Well, so, you don't have to explain all that okay, yet. Good. I'm sure people will ask. <laughs> yeah. But um, what happens a year from now, say all five are, are still qualified and there's no temple? Can they still sacrifice it without there being a temple? They can still sacrifice it. The thing is, they've been practicing sacrificing these to see how far the ashes go. So they've done... Uh, what, what does that mean? Well, the ashes aren't just How big for, of a bowl of ashes they have? Yeah. Okay. I mean, really, they, what they do is they take the ashes and they mix them up with... Uh, I can't remember everything that's included in there, so I don't want to say it because Long I may list. be... Yeah, it's a lot of different things that are there. But um, they, they use this as a way of cleansing... Uh, ritual basically is what they do and they do this so that the priests can go to the holiest of holies they can go to the area of the temple mount where they believe the holiest of holies are and plus other people that go there if you've come in contact with a dead body ever in your life you're supposed to be cleansed like this with these ashes before you go to the temple mount if you're a jew yeah if you're a jew and so this is something that they're going to need a lot of so that that's what they want first and then they can have full access to the Temple Mount. But we've got to have that peace agreement first that's going to allow them to share that Temple Mount, you know, based on what Scripture says, and build that, that temple. But these, uh, these ashes are not necessarily something that if they didn't have it and they were able to start building a temple that might hold them back from building a temple. I think that they would probably jump on that opportunity to build the temple if they had it today. But it is something that they believe that they have to have as a cleansing right to be able to go up in the holiest of holies. So will the Jewish temple be built in 2023? You know, I wish we could answer that for certain, but we're just going to have to keep watching and and see. We know the Abraham Accords uh, were a big step toward uh, peace agreement with other Arab nations, we're going to have to watch and see because the one we're looking for, Vince, is that peace agreement between the Palestinians and the Israelis. That's what we're looking for. We've got to have that, and there's got to be a sharing of that Temple Mount. Right now, we're very far away from that. So we're just going to have to keep an eye on it. I don't believe that we're going to have a temple in 2023, but we could have a peace agreement by then. We'll just have to watch. 
Well, could a Texas cow help fulfill Bible prophecy? That's what we're talking about today. We've got a lot of calls, so if it's busy when you call, keep trying and we'll get you through. Uh, the number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. And uh, we're talking about what you want to talk about. But of course, yesterday... Five red heifers landed in Israel from Texas, and so we've got to uh, give you an update on that. So uh, we're spending a few minutes here doing that before we get to the calls. Doug, we have an article about it. I don't know that we need to read this article entirely, but we have some videos that we feel like will be pretty fun to share. So how do you want to go about this? Well, first of all, let me just say this. I think it's awesome that they're coming from Texas. Cause, no doubt. I mean, God I, bless Texas. God bless Texas. Uh, I, I teased everyone when we were on uh, is, Israel tour one time that uh, the reason why uh, Texas is so much like Israel because, I mean, the, the climate's like Texas. And, I mean, you look around and it, it seems like you're in Texas when you're in Israel, except you have these buildings that, you know, are thousands of years old. But well, kind of San Antonio vibe. You know? <laughs> kind of, yeah. But, you know, I, I tease everybody and say, well, God bless Texas because we're just like Israel, so you know we're really blessed. But when we were there, we even saw a Texas flag on an oil well there. So there is a, a Texas oil well company that drills for oil in Israel. But anyway, that's really cool. That I it's, bet there are uh, Dallas Cowboy fans in, in Israel as well. 
probably so. Which I well, am not one, I, I know so that not. doesn't do anything for me. I but. know you're not. But, uh, yeah, there probably are some. But, anyway, it's kind of cool to have that connection, uh, even though, like we said before, we know we don't need a red heifer uh, for for anything, but we know that it's prophesied. So well, even maybe, to me, it feels uh, like a more uh, a cooler connection is Byron Stinson. Mm-hmm. He's in the all these articles. A Texas yeah. a Texas native. Yes, he's the rancher. Is he a rancher? He, I believe he is a rancher. You know, Dave, Dave, and Byron Stinson have talked. A lot. I yeah. haven't ever talked to him, so I'm not sure everything that you know there is to know about. But but he follows End Time Ministries. He does. And wa- watched and our show, read our stuff. Reached out to Dave when yeah. he began to do this hunt for these red heifers and yeah. let Dave know, hey, we have several of them here in the area. He's mm-hmm. from Glen Rose, Texas, which is not very far from here, about an hour and thirty minutes from where we are right now, and um, and also. Just here in Rockwall, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas, mm-hmm. um, there were some of these uh, heifers taken there, and Dave went and looked at them either there or Carrollton. I can't Carrollton, remember. Dave, but he, Dave went to both, actually. Did he? Yeah. And so it, it's a kind of kind of like we have a connection to it. That's what makes it kind of cool too. But uh, yes, they did arrive there yesterday. So I I don't I think we've kind of talked about anything that's in the article that we wanted to mention. Uh, other than maybe the requirements, and I don't know if people want to get into that today. You talked about it a little bit. They got to be two years old in a day. Uh, they can't have one white hair. Uh, they have to be completely red. So there's more than two non-red hairs. Okay, there you go. So oh. we we want to make sure. I, if I was them and I was wanting this red heifer, I'd be out there with a red marker or something, <laughs> something. making it happen. But but anyway, yes, we do have some videos, so we wanted to show that video of. Uh, not only the uh, the heifers arriving in Israel, but we have another video with a celebration that I thought was really cool too, because they're celebrating with uh, with Byron in the video. Before we do show the videos, I want to take the time to remind you that when you share our videos, it helps get through to your friends and family on all social media platforms. So um, stop what you're doing right now um, and hit the share button, hit the heart icon. And even comment on the videos. That that kind of helps with the algorithms as well. So uh, interact with people on there and uh, really do share this video. And this red heifer in- information may not seem that significant to, to some people, but we're trying to shine light on, on it and help explain why it is significant or rather why it has potential to be extremely significant because G- uh, the Bible says that just before the second coming of Jesus, there's going to be a third temple. And this conversation has been going on for many years, of course. And one thing that's going to help push them closer to a temple, I mean, just imagine they haven't had a qualified red heifer in thousands of years, and all of a sudden they have one. Can you imagine the blitz that will occur to build a temple? <laughs> I mean, I Doug said he doesn't see one happening in 2023. I don't know, Doug. I think uh, you've got an eligible red heifer. That's going to motivate some people <laughs> to uh, go Trump on them and deliver ahead of schedule and under budget. So well, it would be it would be really cool if that were to happen. So. Yeah. So anyway, share the video, comment, give us a heart on the um, instead of a thumbs up, and um, yeah, let's go to the first video. All right. watching these red heifers being they're at the airport there 
and the Ben Gurion Airport, and they're being kind of taken through these uh, troughs and loaded onto a, a trailer there. And so it's pretty exciting to watch them come in there. They're, they're looking around at all the excitement themselves. Uh, so that's what we were seeing were the, the five red heifers being loaded onto a truck where they could be transported uh, to a location where they'll be uh, monitored and, and taken care of. Uh, the second video we want to show is the celebration that was going on uh, as these red heifers were loaded. So do we have that one ready? So there's a rabbi blowing a shafar, and they are dancing, holding hands, and dancing around in a circle here. And uh, and there's Byron Stinson there with them, holding hands and dancing. It's You're the one in the Bass Pro hat? Yeah, Bass yeah, Pro kinda hat. kind of stands out a little there. A, a lot, yeah. <laughs> he, he's the one without the sideburns there, so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great to see that. I like the celebration because even when we go, you know, Vince, we go on tour and like when we go on the Jesus boat, when we're on the Sea of Galilee, one of the things we do there is we sing songs and we even do the Jewish dance like they were doing there where you hold hands and you dance around in a circle there. Now, Doug, we've all heard you on this show blow a shofar. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't seen you do the dance. I will not be doing the dance. Well, you said you wouldn't blow the shofar either, so... I'll blow another shafar for you if you want me to, but you won't see me dancing. Well, I think that... That would hurt our ratings, I I, think. I think that the people watching (laughs) on Facebook should comment, do the dance, Doug. I I really... they think you should do the dance. I'll need more than just myself to do the dance. Well, I might might join you. If you're willing to do it, I might be willing to do it. Okay. Well, we'll see about that, but I don't think so. Um, <laughs> another thing that I want to mention there is because according to Jewish tradition, Vince, um, when they received this 10th red heifer, they believe that that's when Messiah shall come. And so they're, they're looking, they're very excited about this as well because they see the signs that we see uh, and believe that, you know, it's, it's time for the Messiah to come. We know Jesus has already come. We're waiting for his second return. But there is going to be a false Messiah that is going to show up for sure, and he's called the Antichrist. And there's a lot of scripture that tells us there will be a temple, there will be an Antichrist. He will um, be exposed halfway through that final seven years when he stops the animal sacrifices, stands in the temple of God, proclaiming that he is God. So uh, they're excited because not for 2,000 years have they seen a red heifer that was uh, kosher and that uh, would qualify. So they've had nine up till now. And if they get a new one, it's the 10th one. So it's kind of an important thing in the Jewish tradition as well. And that's why they're so excited and celebrating as well. Absolutely. Well, Doug, I got to tell you, the thread is blowing up. Do the dance, Doug. Everyone wants to see <laughs> I'm it. sure they do. Let's get to the calls now. Um, we're going to go to Anna in Florida. She called five minutes early. Can you believe it? She wanted to get on and talk about the red heifer. So, Anna, welcome to End of the Age. Yes, I did call earlier. I saw it coming in. I thought, man, we better get to Anna first. (laughs) Well, we saw it um, breaking news. And my son, he he keeps up and watches y'all all all the time. Mom, Mom, I I have breaking news. Come, come. You know, (laughs) my husband and we were watching it and we were so, we wanted to dance a jig too. We're like, y'all, you know. But would you want to see Doug do the dance? Oh, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds wonderful too. There yes. you go. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was so special because 
that, like y'all said, they came from Texas. That just, like, touched my heart because, you know, even though we're in Florida, we love Texas, and I know y'all <laughs> love Florida, but anyways. Um, and the, the, the thing that was so special is the wings of a great eagle. I just thought, wow, you know, even though this is not good, you know, we're, we're, like y'all said, we're born again, you know, Acts 2.38 and all, but um, just we know it's Bible prophecy is coming so close. Yeah. And I thought it, it was special that coming from the wings of a great eagle. And I wanted to say, I know America looks like it looks bad. And my sister and I, we always like encourage one another. Well, we know what the word says. We know uh, Revelation twelve fourteen. We know Re- uh, Daniel seven four. And also, what I was going to say about Daniel seven four, I have to get all this in. I hope I don't talk too much. <laughs> but Daniel um, seven four. I was thinking um, possibly the wings are, are um, you know, I know that the, the wings of a, of a great eagle are America. And I thought it's interesting that God used the word great. And that gave me, that gives me so much encouragement that God used that adjective, the wings of a great eagle. And if, we're, we're, if we were going to be in the one world border, I don't think God would use that adjective. So that gives me hope that we will come back as a nation, we'll repent and come back to the Lord. So that, that does give me great hope. And also about, um, um, I thought it was interesting with England that I think the heart of the man, we've gone, here we are in the end times, we've had a, the queen in England and so forth for 70 years, and now we have a man, a heart of a man. And I was just thinking maybe that was talking about that singular it was given a, a heart of a man. I know we go by Uncle Sam and so forth, but possibly it could be the other way. I'm going to go <laughs> and hear y'all the rest of the program. Thank you, Anna, for calling. Okay. Okay. It's exciting to hear other people excited about it as well, Vince. Um, I, I want to say one thing, though, because it reminded me as I'm sitting here and she was talking, um, we sit like this a lot, or I sit like this a whole bunch with my hands like this. Yes. There were comments coming through that, People are calling us Freemasons and all this other stuff because of our hand. Did gesture. you reveal it? <laughs> Here's the deal. Um, how did th- how did we get to this? I just want to tell you the the whole thing because I was thinking about it. And I wanted to address it on Friday because I thought, hey, it's open line. We might as well talk about. It. So uh, we are not Freemasons. We we are not at all. But the okay. thing about it, the reason why we I sit with my hands like this. In particular, is I was trained to set like this. Oh, so that's how I was trained. It, it I was trained to set in court. I went through police training, and they told me to keep my hands crossed is and this set okay like this. Here you can do whatever you want, Vince. I just do like, it because it's out of. This kind of looks like the Freemason logo, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but we're not. So I just want to clarify that before we move on today. We are not. Uh, Freemasons at all. I won't and, believe you're not a Freemason unless you do that Jewish dance. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, well, moving Anna, on. Anna is so excited because long time follower of End Time. Yeah. We've been talking about it for decades. Right. And to my knowledge, we've never been so close like this. Yeah. I think there's been other red heifers, but it didn't quite make it. It seems like every time there has been a red heifer, Vince, that it it would go almost there and you think, oh, yeah, okay, we need to do a red heifer update. And then they would find uh, white hairs or another color hair. Well, and also um, the part that is is particularly exciting is that there are five red heifers that have landed in Israel Mm -hmm. and they weren't able to ship all of them. Yeah, there's more. There's more here. So if... 
all five of those become impure Mm -hmm. according to the the laws in place, there's some in reserve. Yeah. So it's like... Do you remember how many? I want to say 13, but I don't know. Okay. I can't remember They're pulling that from somewhere, and it may be totally wrong. Okay. I can't remember exactly either, but I knew it was a high number. I knew that five was not... The, the exact number. So that's, you know, that's another way to look at it. We, we are a lot closer than we've ever been. Someone suggested that you should blow the shofar while doing the <laughs> dance, but uh, that's also a great idea. Uh, let's get back to the phones. You can join us, too, by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to John in Tennessee. John, welcome to End of the Age. Well, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Uh, good to hear from you. I think it is just another blessing from God that those heifers have come from Texas. Because he said, if you bless Israel, I'll bless you. And we've been doing that for a while, and Israel's been blessing us also. So I think that God came up, he decided it was time for the heifers, and he just makes sure they came from Texas. Anyway, I have a question. Okay. Is it possible... That And I know you've got connections to the Temple Institute, so I know that this answer could be had if it's not there, and you may have answered it already. Is it possible that the construction people working on the Temple might have to be cleansed before they can actually handle the construction materials that build the interior of the Temple so as not to taint them with the sinful action or whatever it is that they're doing? And if so, they may have to wait that year plus before they begin construction. That's just a a possibility that I saw come up, and I said, well, I'll just call and ask. And I know you probably don't have the answer directly in front of you. It's good to see you. It's great that the heifers are over there. It's an exciting time. Yes. And I'll take uh, whatever discussion you want to do off air, but... You do have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks, John. Thank you. Why not, Doug? I I don't know uh, the answer to that for sure. Here's here's what I think, though, because I I don't know that it is completely required that the people building the temple would have to be cleansed. I don't know that it will have to be uh, mess, uh, uh, religious Jewish people that are building the temple. I don't know enough about that to answer that question, but it is a good question and we could get the answer probably. All right, we do have open lines. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after this break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. 
Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. It's open line. We're talking about whatever you want to talk about. Of course, the highlight today is the fact that there are five red heifers that landed in Israel from Texas that could be used for purification purposes for the temple. And so uh, the temple that is not built presently, and we know from Scripture that there will be a temple just before the second coming of Jesus. So we have been looking for the construction of this temple uh, since our existence here at End Time. And so we will continue to look for it. And when we see it getting closer, we will certainly ring the bell and make sure that you all are aware of the details every single day. And so it's an exciting thing when big events like this happen because, well, Doug, I think it's so exciting because we can clearly point to it. It's not it doesn't require much speculation. It doesn't require uh, expert opinion or anything like that. Right. Um, it's pretty straightforward, and want to make sure everybody knows. Right. So here we are. Here we are. And, I mean, it, it's something to get excited about, Vince. I mean, it, it is one of those things that we can clearly see in prophecy. And so when you can prove prophecy to people, mm-hmm. it's a way to witness to people. So you can witness to people that may not even have a clue. I mean, you've been coming in contact with a lot of people here lately and that are, um, you know, people of influence, I'll, I'll just say at this point. Um, and, you know, you've been able to share things with them that they've never heard before. Uh, and so uh, having opportunities like uh, yesterday, you know, one of our first big news agency uh, uh, interviews, you know, things like that. Doors are beginning to open, and we we can share information like this and get people excited about it just like we get excited about it. And you can take somebody that may not even believe the Bible's real and show them where prophecy's coming to pass, mm-hmm. and they're going to uh, see that and go, I didn't even know that's in the Bible. Where's that at? And now you've got a teaching opportunity to show people, and it, it's a it's a wonderful thing to be living in the times we're living in right now. Because to me, we're living in the most exciting times. We're waiting for Christ to return the second time. And we're seeing the signs. And just like they were excited about the Messiah coming the first time, and, and people would travel miles to go and, and try to find the Messiah, we're looking for His return, and we're seeing the signs that He told us to look for. It's very exciting. Well, and, you know, there were people for His first coming that were looking for the signs. Yeah. And that's recorded in Scripture. And they were able to come and worship Jesus mm-hmm. at his birth. Yeah. And so most people missed it. Some people did not miss it. Right. And we know that that's going to be true for the second coming as well. 
but man, we want to make sure everybody knows. Now, obviously, it's going to be quite obvious. As far as miss it, I mean, they're not going to be ready for it. Right. Um, we want to get people ready for it. Everyone will see it, and no one will miss it. Right. But we want to make sure everyone knows about it. They have peace and hope during this, uh, the times that are just ahead that the Bible tells us about and that they're ready spiritually. And, and we encourage everyone to be born again. We clearly explain what that means at endtime.com slash reborn. So go to endtime.com slash reborn and you can uh, learn more about what it means to be born again. Some people have never done it. Some people think they've done it and they haven't. And uh, if you've already been born again, it might just be good to go there and uh, check it out and uh, kind of use it as a study tool to increase your knowledge or reinforce the knowledge that you already have. Let's get back to the phones now, Doug. Oh, we will go to Louise in Tennessee, or Lewis, I'm sorry. Lewis, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Louise, I'm sorry. I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question is about Executive Order 14067 coming on December 13th, moving us on to digital currency. And I was wondering how that would affect uh, America and Bible prophecy. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know enough about that, Vince. I know you probably haven't even looked at it either um, with all the things that you've been dealing with. Uh, I'm just ministry-minded right now. We, I haven't looked at it a whole lot, so I can't really give you a, a great answer for that. Uh, Dave probably has looked at it more than I have because uh, he follows more of the information about the mark of the beast and, and the currency and digital currency and all those things. And I just got to be honest with you, I haven't really been that concerned about it to where I've really tried to look into it as much uh, I know that the president has has signed uh, an order for it to happen in December that we're going to go uh, to a digital currency. But I don't believe that at this point, it's at the point where after December, your money's going to be no good. I don't think we're there. Uh, I, I think that we would have upheaval here in this country uh, because I, I think that people would be worried about losing investments uh, that they have all over uh, the place right now. So I, I would say that at this point, uh, you know, the, the best answer I can give you is I just need more study on it. Well, the Paradigm Press did a story on it. Okay. And they said that uh, Biden orders the U.S. dollar to be replaced, and it's by this date. And so um, I have not personally read the entire order. There's, I think, nine sections to it, and we all know how this goes. Yeah. Um, it's not a, a, a um, you know, a, a quick, enjoyable read. It's a bunch of legal speak and uh, challenging. Which is now, one of the reasons why I don't get into much research on it. <laughs> some, of, some of what I have read says that there's nothing in there that states this. Yeah. So I am not sure what the truth is. I have not verified it myself. However, um, what would it mean regardless? I think we can kind of answer her question from a prophecy perspective without the fact, w- without uh, the thought that the U.S. dollar could end here in December. Yeah. We know digital currency is coming. Right. From a mark of the beast perspective. So whether it's December or some other later date, what are we thinking about that? Well, we know that it's it's just another form of control. I mean... 
the bad thing about moving to a digital currency, Vince, is they can start economic sanctions on anyone at any time. So any any time that we didn't line up with uh, their agenda or what they were wanting us to do, they could freeze our accounts. They could uh, stop us from being able, uh, you know, to uh, do anything. Uh, well, that's it, technically possible right now. It is. In a way, it's possible right now. I mean, of course, if you have cash on hand, there's not a lot they can do about that. And that's why they want to get rid of cash, because they can't trace cash. They can't track it. Uh, but they can digital currency. And they can control digital currency. You know, we were talking this morning um, about the situation with the guy that has the Tesla uh, vehicle that's over a $140,000 Tesla vehicle and his battery uh, went bad. And so he's going to have to replace that battery in this electric car. And it's $27,000. He has chosen at this point not to do that. So they have locked him out of his vehicle because they can do that uh, through technology and lock it down to where he can't even use the vehicle for any uh, means at all. And so uh, that's the kind of control that they'll have over the digital currency, even down to the point to where one of the things that the World Economic Forum has said is that you, you won't get to eat red meat as much in the future, that they're going to control your consumption of red meat. So if they're keeping track of your money and they see where you're spending your money and you've bought too much red meat, they can even shut down your currency to where you, if you walk into a McDonald's and you order a quarter pounder with cheese, they're going to say, sorry, you've had your quota of red meat this week, and they'll lock your account up. I didn't know there was any red meat in the quarter pounder. (laughs) There's probably not. I was just throwing that out there. I didn't even think about that, but uh, there's probably not meat in that. But anyway, you you get my point. Uh, They can control, 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 and that's what it's about. Uh, I don't think that they would be able to implement this by December of this year, and so I'm not really concerned about it. That's why I haven't done a lot of research in it. There's so many other things happening. Uh, that have had my attention. And so I apologize that I'm not up to date on that as I should be. Thank All right. Th- Thank you for taking my call. Yes, Thanks, ma'am. Louise. Thank God bless you. Let's go to Sean in Texas. Sean, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We're well. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Um, have y'all considered that we're in the sixth something right now? Well, Sean, I know there's been a lot of people that have made that uh comment we even did a program that the pope declared that we were in the third world war which we know is the sixth trumpet war and so we we know that there's people out there that have said that uh could we be right now um we'll just have to kind of wait and see i i feel like in my gut and and through kind of what the scripture says there about the number of people that are killed that it'll be something that will we'll be able to realize really quickly when it well, escalates can, to that if you, point. If you consider that the word power that is used in that uh, verse 19, I think, it's like government rule or control. And what gives them the horses the power is the uh, fire, smoke, and brimstone. Now, what comes out of the mouth normally is words. If those words resemble uh, hell, those would be lies. So if the lies that are being told gives the government power and authority over mankind. And then it also talks about the tail of the, uh, the tail of the horse being like a serpent to inject. You know, what does a serpent do? It injects venom and poison. 
what is the government mandating people do? Inject uh, a quote unquote vaccine or take a shot, you know? So, and then now they're mandating uh, restricting oil and energy, which is having an effect on uh, growth and uh, crops and um, what is that? Uh, fertilizer, which might hamper the, uh, the, the growing of the future. You know, crops that we're going to be having could cause starvation. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> the thing about that, and, and this is just what I always go back to, Sean, we've got to look at what it's telling us there, that there's an army of 200,000, 000, that's 200 million man army that's going to be involved in this. Right. And, and when we look at the things that are happening there, when it says that a third part of men are killed, it says by the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. And I know that there's a teaching out there that, you know, they're talking about, uh, you know, the vaccines being the poison and things like that. But to me, this scripture is telling me that it's going to be war implements. It's going to be smoke, fire and brimstone. Brimstone is sulfur. And, you know, if you've been around firearms at all, when you're firing a, a weapon, you smell the sulfur in the air. And so... We look at that as that that looks to us as if it's going to be a nuclear exchange and especially to kill that many people. So I, I, I know what you're saying and I get what you're saying. Um, but I, I think also when we think about their tales, we've got to remember that John was seeing a vision of something that he didn't really understand. And so we, we believe that he was seeing war machines and that's what he's talking about when he talks well, about tails and serpents and heads and things like that. I also think that uh, there's, I think, three entities that could fill the 200-million-man army, China, Islam, and English-speaking countries. And it's the, it's the head of the lion that is talking, you know, he sees the head of a lion on the horses. So, and what do we say that Great Britain, and we speak English because of Great Britain mm-hmm. and its predominant language in the world. Um, so I was just kind of thinking that the words that come out of people's mouths are re- resemble fire, hell, and smoke, uh, which would be lies, yeah. which gives the horses the authority and power to, to rule over mankind and, and do mandates and things like that. But yeah. what opened my eyes to that was verse 19, that word power, yeah. is rule of government over, over mankind. So. Thanks for your call, Sean. We're up against a break. Got to let you go. You can join us, too, by calling 877-END-TIME. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. 
Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll go to Julie in Indiana. Julie, welcome to End of the Age. Julie, are you there? I am. We can hear you now. Welcome to the show. I have no question for you, just a comment and a plug-in. Okay. So I purchased the Revelation Commentary, the book. Yeah. And the study book. I've got End of the Age Plus. And no, nobody that calls in says anything about it. It's amazing. So it's worth the money. It's worth the effort. Um, and I've, I've loaned it out to a girl of, that I know who does not know Christ. I gave her my Bible. I gave her the first book. And I figure if I don't ever get it back, it's a good investment. And I. Well worth it. It's amazing. So a plug-in for, for that one. Urban did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, End of the Age Plus is um, worth it, too. I've listened to almost everything, and I've re-listened over and over again. And um, I, it's, it's a blessing, and I really appreciate what you guys do. Thanks, Julie. It. We appreciate it so much. Sure. Have a good day. All Me right. Too. Appreciate your call. They're not all like that, Doug. I know. <laughs> it's awesome. But, you know, that's a great study, and I've done the same with mine. I've, I've loaned mine out. Uh, but I've loaned mine out to somebody who is already born again, but they want to understand the book of Revelation. And uh, and they're going through it uh, with their spouse and, you know, teaching it in their home. And so it is a great investment. Even if you never get that back, uh, you've invested that in somebody else's life who's going to glean from that. So, and, you know, into the age plus, too. I mean, that's yeah. phenomenal there. So. You can go to watch.endtime.com and... You can actually try it out for free for 14 days. And Doug, on Revelation, um, you've actually purchased the the series that's available in DVD, mm-hmm. and you've taken groups of people through it. Yeah, absolutely. How was that? Is it kind of, you know, it's, it's we tell people where these groups are all around the United States. We have hundreds of groups that meet together mm-hmm. and study, study Bible prophecy. And so we know that sometimes people can be lonely or just want more community. And so there's a group probably near you. And Doug, you can testify firsthand what that's like of getting dozens of people together to study God's Word, specifically in this case, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Right. That's uh, To me, that was one of the, the greatest experiences. I've done it twice now and, uh, and taken a group through that. And it's awesome because you watch them begin to understand things they never understood before. And so when you see people learning and you watch the light bulb go on, you know, yeah. so to speak... It's you, you don't ever get tired of that. You that's something that's just awesome to watch people go through that themselves, especially when you've had that experience as well, and it's happened to you personally. And then when you are able to teach it to others, it's just uh, it's such a reward to be able to do that. Absolutely. Well, let's get back to the phones now. You can call us at eight seven seven in time eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We're going to go to Jennifer, and Jennifer, I can't see where you're from, so. You're welcome to shout it out if you want or just ask your question. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. I'm from Texas. Oh, there um, we go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty excited that the Red Heifers came from Texas. That makes it seem even more personal. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has to do with my question. And it just popped. It, it, I noticed from some things that I've been reading, there seems to be that the Red Heifers arrived in Israel on Elo 29 and the day of nullification. And then... In ten days, there's, there's, you know, going to be another. There's 
kind of marking the beginning of some holy days. And I was wondering if there was any uh, connection possibly there. Uh, a previous caller had mentioned, you know, on um, great eagle's wings, but, you know, that they found a red heifer in the U.S. There are cows all over the world, but now they've found a red heifer in the U.S. Five of them have been shipped, and it came on that very important day in the Jewish calendar and was very important to Jesus. So it's important to us, too, to recognize the holy days. I know you guys have talked about it in, in how they might coincide uh, for us um, in, in biblical terms or in prophecy terms. Um, so I was just wondering, is, has anybody discussed that? Are you aware of any significance with these red heifers coming on Elul 29, and then hopefully we'll be out of quarantine in time for, you know, at least celebrations It'll, it'll be very interesting to watch and see. I think right now is it's too early to tell. I know that uh, a lot of times uh, in the Bible, you know, the Lord fulfilled things on certain feast days. And so mm-hmm. for something like that to have taken place with the, the red heifers, uh, I, I mean, I think it's too early to tell now since we don't really know if those are going to be kosher or not. But mm-hmm. uh, if it if it proves out to be that, it would not surprise me because God does things uh, like that according to his plan. And, and kind of I, I almost feel like it's a wink and a nod sometimes at us uh, mm-hmm. when he does things in certain times. And you look at that and you go, wow, Lord, that's pretty amazing that you you did this. But there's so many other things that the Lord has done uh, throughout time since since I've been listening to this program way back before I was ever involved in in time. I've I've seen the Lord do things, and and Pastor Baxter would show you a picture of something like mm-hmm. one of the ones that stick out in my mind the most was when the quartet got together to talk about the peace plan, and it just mm-hmm. happened to be the 60th year anniversary of the UN, and behind them uh, the the flag was supposed to say 60, and it, instead it said 666, and it's like oh. you, you know for the Lord to show yeah. us things so many times, yeah. so. That's not impossible, but I think it'll take time to see, and we'll have to look back at it to see if it was any significance there. That, that's, a, that's an excellent point. So we'll just be kind of paying attention. So I, I appreciate that. And, and if it is a wink and a nod, I mean, maybe it's something that uh, some of us need to, to see, to be helpful, like, you know, like a wink and a nod. Hey, um, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, good things are coming, not just bad things. You know, like cause everybody's frightened about, Obviously, I don't want to miss the tribulation, you know, what's going to happen before the tribulation, what's going to happen to people I love, you know, that kind of thing. And just to have a little, hey, pay attention, there's prophecy coming forth. And uh, so I appreciate you all bringing that. I really appreciated Dave coming in with that uh, live announcement yesterday because it was so exciting to know when it was happening. And I do want to also say that um, I'm also part of the end of the age plus, and it is amazing. It is worth every penny and probably a whole lot more. Um, and it has helped me greatly as we're going through so many changes, and I think that uh, I would recommend it highly. Um, it has so much information. You just can't run out of it. There's so much available. So thanks for making that available, and I wanted to make sure that your listeners today knew there's someplace else where you can go for, you know, answers that you guys have prepared, and, uh, and God bless them, uh, Erwin Baxter. Yeah, just did an incredible thing in bringing us all together to be prepared. So Amen. thank you for your work, and appreciate you taking my call today. Thank you for your call, Jennifer. God bless you. Let's go to Audrey in Massachusetts. Audrey, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi. 
Welcome to the show. What's your question today? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, well, listening about the red heifers in Israel, what is it that's supposed to happen with the rest of us that are not Jewish when that happens, that they're down to the final, last, perfect red heifer that they're going to sacrifice? Also, I wanted to ask, I keep seeing these things on YouTube about uh, the real president Biden and the several people in the Democratic Party that were executed. Audrey, you're um, skipping all around there. The audio is a little messed up. We can't hear the last part of that question. Do you know if the real people from the White House, have they been executed in Gitmo? I don't know anything about that personally, Doug. No, I don't. I don't either. I know there's so much out there uh, that is just, um, you know, we don't know what's true and what's not true anymore. There's so many people trying to tell you things that are happening. We just really got to be careful what we listen to and, and what we uh, allow into our mind. I think uh, that's why a lot of times we don't get into. Uh, the conspiracy side of things, when, when a conspiracy theory begins to come true or if something's in the Bible uh, that we know it's not conspiracy, it's biblical and we'll share it with people. But as far as some of the things that are out there, I've, I've heard some of the accusations you're saying and I just find all that really hard to believe, uh, you know, all the things that are being said. But Well, the, we can't answer a question on what will happen to Christians when the... Yes, we can. The heifer, the last red heifer, I guess... Sacrificed. Yeah. So, what's the answer, Doug? Tell us. Nothing. When will these things be? <laughs> we, it's not going to affect us at all, except for the fact that uh, if they are able to do this and begin to build a third temple, we're going to see prophecy come to pass, and we're going to be able to start telling people, "Look, we are in the final seven years, and it's time. It's crunch time. So, people got to get right. They got to get born again. We've got to get them in the kingdom of heaven." So, there's a lot of things that come with that. If the, they find this heifer and it has no blemish and they begin to start these, uh, the peace treaty comes in, the temple begins to be built and they start animal sacrifices back up. We're going to know for sure we're in that final seven years and that's when we're going to be able to really kick it into high gear. We're going to be able to evangelize like never before. I mean, we're doing that right now, but people that have been following this ministry for a long time, they know that one of the things that we're planning on doing is an outreach, basically, in Israel. When that final seven years starts, and we know for certain that it started, our goal is to, to go out and to educate the Jewish people of what to expect next, to let them know that there's great tribulation coming. So that's how it's going, going to affect us as Christians, is we're going to be able to see Bible prophecy being fulfilled to the point to where we can go and began to start evangelizing there. Um, even, you know, right now, if you proselytize in Israel, you can get in a lot of trouble for it. You can get kicked out of the country and never be allowed back in. But if we're in that final seven years, it's Katie bar the door. We're ready to go, and we're going to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and get out there and start educating people because it's going to be of dire consequence and get them prepared for what's coming. So we, we are waiting for things like this. And that's why we get so excited about it. And I'm sorry, I'm a little excited about it right now. I got really pumped Don't up. Don't apologize. <laughs> I'm, I, I think we shouldn't wait for that, for then to be, to get excited. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's time it, now. It is time now. We're already late. Yeah, we need to be There's excited. a lot of work we, to do. <laughs> there is a lot of work. Amen. But you're, you're absolutely right. But that's how it affects us as a, as a Christian. As far as the ritual and the cleansing and all that, doesn't matter to us at all. Because we've already been cleansed. When you're baptized in Jesus Christ, you are, your sins are washed away. That's when your sins are forgiven. And the Bible tells us that. And we've been cleansed. And it's one time for all time. We just, uh, you know, we hold to those truths. And, and we're seeking Christ and, and His kingdom uh, being led by the, the Holy Spirit and not by the flesh. Those are things that we need to be worried about. The things that are happening there are exciting because of the prophecy side of things. So. There you so go. if you're a Christian yes, and you're just kind of going to church or maybe you don't even go to church and you're not really active in discipling other people, mm-hmm. how do you start? Well, one thing, I mean, you've got to find you a good uh, truth-teaching church for one thing. If you're not going to church, it's important that we're in church because... One of the things that we had to realize, it was illustrated to me a long time ago, is when you look at the coals in a fire, when those coals are red hot, it's because they're all joined together and that fire is on those coals. But you take one of those coals out and set it to the side, what happens to it? The fire goes out and it becomes dark and it becomes cold. That's the same thing that will happen in our lives if we're not connected to a good church. So we've got to get ourselves in good truth teaching churches and then we'll be the Holy Spirit will lead you to talk to other people. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to do that. So uh, get involved in a good church. If you need help finding one, contact us. Absolutely. Well, Dave is off to Israel. You're going to speak a lot more with Doug and I over the next couple of weeks. Maybe we can get him to dance next week. We're out of time for today, so we'll see you then. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.